day 56. Today is eight weeks since my surgery. Talking to the surgeon after the operation, he explained that eight weeks is a typical healing time for bones in someone of my age. Consequently, this eight-week milestone has been in my mind as some kind of significant deadline. Turns out that nothing feels any differently today than it did yesterday, so the anticipated date is somewhat anticlimactic. I don't really know what I expected or why I invested in this time frame. This is often the problem when I decide something has to be achieved by a certain date. Frustration and disappointment arise, fueled by my failure to meet a deadline that I am often responsible for inventing myself. There are obviously times when we have commitments and obligations set by and with others, but I need discernment to know when it is right to push on and when it is time to slow down. Forcing something to satisfy what I have said to myself or what I have declared to others seldom has a happy ending. This is not as simple in practice as it sounds in theory. Audacious goals can challenge, inspire and move forward, but we can also fall into a tyranny of achieving the objective at all costs. I need to take care when my way and my time take on greater urgency than God's way and God's time. Much as I do not like this, my vision and optimism must be tempered by the reality of my circumstances. So today, I resist the temptation to put weight on my right leg. It has been eight weeks since I did so, and I am impatient, but it's still 11 days until I see the doctor again. So I have to wait. Even then, what happens next is out of my hands. I watch tragic scenes unfolding in Afghanistan, and I'm aware that my frustrations are trivial in comparison with what many are facing around the world. I do not find waiting easy. I find it even harder when so much is out of my control. What public health restrictions are in place and for how long? What travel limitations affect my plans and movements? When can I see my family and friends again? When will our new visa be finally approved? I need to remind myself that although most things are beyond my control, it does not mean they are out of control. I continue to believe that God is working out his purposes for humanity and that I am counted in that number. The Lord is not the author of all things, but he is never surprised by anything. And the final chapter has already been written, although it has still to be played out in history. So today I'm thankful and I wait with hope. I'm thankful that I do not wait for a change of government policy, an end to disease and war or to see a doctor, good as those things likely be. I wait for the Lord. As the psalmist puts it, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, 
more than watchmen wait for the morning. The repetition of the watchman waiting for morning adds a certain pathos, a desire for the impending threats, unseen danger, lurking darkness and aching tiredness to come to an end and be replaced by the warmth of a new beginning, the comfort of crowds coming to life, the end of a long shift and perhaps some breakfast. Today I am grateful for God's word which gives hope as we wait for the dawn. Psalm 56 also waits for deliverance and salvation. This is another psalm written during or about David's captivity by the Philistines in Gath. This is the episode when he feigned insanity that was previously mentioned in the preface to Psalm 34. It's interesting to note that this experience of fear and failure provides several songs for the hymn book of God's people. It ends on a similar note to the verse I mentioned before about looking for the morning. A new dawn opens up the possibility of walking in the light. For you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. This hope is hugely encouraging, but it comes in the context of threats, danger and coordinated activity against him. David is attacked, accused, spied upon and conspired against. He is in fear for his life, in misery and in tears. Despite this litany of opposition and difficulty, David makes some great statements of faith. When he is afraid, he puts his trust in God. David is open about the fact that he experiences fear. He follows this up with that he trusts in God and is not afraid. He knows that God is for him and is with him and will overcome his enemies. So he waits, not marking time, but in hope and confidence that better days are coming. The difficulty he is in and the experience of having to wait actually strengthen his faith. Songs of praise arising out of pain and suffering are not confined to the Bible. George Matheson was a Scottish minister whose progressive blindness led to his fiancée breaking off their engagement and a very different set of challenges to face as he lost his sight altogether. His best-known hymn, O Love That Will Not Let Me Go, has a verse very much in tune with the Psalms. O joy that seekest me through pain, I cannot close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain, and feel the promise is not vain, that morn shall tearless be. Horatio Spafford, an American businessman, wrote the words to It Is Well With My Soul, crossing the Atlantic after his four young daughters had all drowned in a shipwreck, having previously lost his fortune in the Great Fire of Chicago. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well 
it is well with my soul. More recently, worn by 10th Avenue North. I'm tired, I'm worn. My heart is heavy from the work it takes to keep on breathing. I've made mistakes. I've let my hope fail. My soul feels crushed by the weight of this world. And I know that you can give me rest. So I cry out with all that I have left. Let me see redemption win. Let me know the struggle ends. That you can mend a heart that's frail and torn. I want to know a song can rise from the ashes of a broken life. And all that's dead inside can be reborn. Because I'm worn. I know I need to lift my eyes up. But I'm too weak. Life just won't let up. And I know that you can give me rest. So I cry out with all that I have left. Or even if by Cutlass. Sometimes all we have to hold on to is what we know is true of who you are. So when the heartache hits like a hurricane that could never change who you are and we trust in who you are, even if the healing doesn't come and life falls apart and dreams are still undone, you are God, you are good, forever faithful one. Waiting through pain, adversity and frustration. We can still find something to sing about.